everyone. Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me, as always, is... Christina Kislanka. Perfect. Nailed it that time. <laughs> well, get... I said it, not well, you. Well, you know, that doesn't mean that you're going to say it right. It's true. You sometimes I mean, throw accents on a lot of different things. It is my name. I know, but you say a lot of things very differently, different accents. On purpose. Yeah, in the in the office. So that's what kind of throws some of the confusion And on. I didn't sing my name. That's true. Or put your hand by your ear when you sang it. Yes, I do that often. Well, uh, I think we're hoping this sounds better. We keep your Hopefully. microphone keeps morphing. I know. I guess we'll we'll figure it out. Let us know what you think. Yeah, let us do that. Um, how are you this week? I'm great. Easter's coming up. It is. I should have. Do you that. feel ready? <laughs> do you feel ready? I do. I we we know we don't usually do anything crazy unique. Like we don't mm-hmm. plan a brand new program or anything, but. Um, the worship is always very special, you know, the worship time, just the songs and everything. It is more triumphant and it's beautiful. I actually have rehearsal tonight. I have rehearsal in like an hour. Oh, we have, we, well, <laughs> this is the first time. So our church has been meeting in a, another church's building. Uh-huh. And so we're actually combining gatherings. Oh, that's really cool. It is really cool. It's also that's like, amazing. it'll be really interesting because we have pretty different cultures. Mm-hmm. And so kind of putting it all together, I mean, we really want it to be this like really joining that's thing. So really we're putting cool. on a, a pancake breakfast for everybody. And then we're going to do the gathering, which means that I'm, I'm uh, singing with our, our, the worship leader over there, Janet, for the first time ever. So I hope she's not disappointed. That's amazing. That's basically what it comes That's down That's really to. cool. That reminds me of, um, we did something in our town on the National Day of Prayer, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was all the churches coming together. And because I'm like, we have a Slavic church and there was a Spanish church. And I think we had Chinese church. Like we had so many different cultures represented. And we did, I think how great is our God in all the different languages. Oh, that's cool. And it was amazing. Like, and that was several years ago, but I still remember. It was so cool. There's something super powerful about introducing multi-languages. I yeah. mean, still one of my favorite things I ever saw happen was when I was in college, there was a, uh, this guy, Nate Saint, um, came to speak at our college and his dad, and I'm gonna not remember it because I didn't prepare this at all. I'm just thinking about <laughs> it off the top of my head. Um, but his father, was actually a missionary who was killed by natives. And I want to, it was somewhere in Central America uh-huh. or South America. It was somewhere down there. And, um, you know, they reached out and like the, the people were afraid and they, and they killed them. And Nate and his mom went back to that village and basically spent the time with them and wow. they all like, became Christians. And so... What a story. Yeah. Well, you think that's a good story. And then he comes to speak at our school and he brings this guy who's one of the guys that killed his dad, who he calls grandfather. Wow. And they start singing Amazing Grace together, him in English and the other guy in his language. And it's like, it's like, it's like I, dare you, I dare you to not cry. I wow. dare you. That's beautiful. I don't care how tough you are. Everyone, yeah, they're not a dry I eye. Cry. You're a sociopath, actually. <laughs> Or a if psychopath. you don't shed a tear, <laughs> if you don't, if your eyes aren't at least a little wet, you're a psychopath. If you watch that, and that's what happens. So, wow. highly recommend that's beautiful. it. Um, you know who else I highly recommend? What? Tell me. Our guest today. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Matt McCoy um, is he is the uh, is the the founder of Loop Community as well as Worship Innovators. I think we've talked about them on the podcast mm-hmm. before. Um, we had a really interesting conversation because when we first started Worship Artistry, you know, obviously we teach people to play songs. 
that as our goal. The idea is like, hey, we want to train up people who need training. We also want your band to be able to play the songs. We don't want you to need to have tracks. No. That being so, so when I think our very first podcast episode actually was talking about using tracks in worship. I'm like, well, should you use that? Should you not? A lot of people have a lot of opinions about that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was great to sit down with Matt. I've, I've known him for quite some time now. And A, to just really hear his heart and really kind of, it even helped me shift my perspective on how I view tracks. Because I think a lot of times we get this picture in our, I, our brain that it's like, it's large churches to go big sound and yeah. it's all this stuff. And he actually really sees it very differently. Like he sees it like, here's how I use them. Here's how we can make things more artistic with them. Cause I do think there's this feeling of, oh, you're going to get like stuck on a track and then you can't really lead worship cause you're just playing to this track and right. it's not real anymore. And, and he kind of really dispels a lot of those, a lot of those ideas. And um, I came away really inspired and I was like, I got to start using some of these. This would actually be really fun. So um, really cool to hear the heart behind that and to hear uh, really how things came to be and why they're called Loop Community, as mm-hmm. well as the Worship Innovators, which we can, uh, we can talk about after the interview. Yes. So without further ado, Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy, Loop Community, Mastermind, Worship Innovators, Gatherer and Mastermind. So many <laughs> things. Thank you for uh, joining us on the podcast. Man, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure and a joy to talk to you, Jason. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it as well. I enjoy talking to you, not necessarily myself. I hear enough <laughs> of myself on all my videos, so I don't, I don't yep, need to hear myself yep. more. But uh, you always. Well, thanks for having me, man. Cool, man. Well, I have been, it's funny, it's, I've been seeing your guys' stuff all over the place. You're popping up on my Instagram all over, all over. And we've started working with you guys, cre- like creating worship artistry tracks and, tracks and sending them your way. And so I thought it would be great today to just kind of go back, you know, because even in that, people are like, what do you mean you're, what do you mean you have tracks now? Like, what does that even mean? And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I thought this would be something that everybody would kind of know about. But I thought maybe we could kind of take a step back and just first even talk about what are we even talking about when we are saying like, okay, we're creating tracks and you can go get them on Loop Community. What, what are they, what are they getting? What are they and, and why? Yep. It's a good question. Tracks, when people talk about tracks, what, you know, and that term has actually kind of just changed over the years. But I think right now in 2022, if someone says they're using tracks, what they mean is that they're using a very fancy new version of backing tracks. So like there was a day <laughs> way back in the day when people would just, and actually still, still some people do like sing to an accompaniment track. And that's for someone maybe who doesn't have a band at all and they just need the instrumentation to support them. But when a worship leader typically now is saying they're using tracks, what they mean is they're using individual tracks to help supplement and enhance the sound of their band. So let's just say you're a worship leader at a church and you don't have a bass player. You're a small church. You've got a scrappy worship team, maybe just a few people, but you don't have anybody that knows how to play bass. Well, what you could do is you can use a bass track that's actually playing underneath your band. So your band is basically playing along with a bass track, but it helps fill in for that missing musician. And that's what most worship leaders are doing now as far as using tracks to enhance the sound of their band. So if you're missing an electric guitar player, you could have an electric guitar track, you could have a bass track, but also just supplemental tracks. Let's just say you have a full band. Like I lead worship every single weekend with a full band. Well, the tracks then that I'm using are like shakers, or tambourines, or a cool synth, 
or arpeggiator track, any sort of element that help that's helped kind of lifting the quality of the band. Um, it's another instrument in your band. You have to think of it as another instrument in your band. Well, it's funny because a lot of times I think people think of tracks and they think about worship. They worship. They kind of put those two things together. But you can go see pretty much any band now. Yeah. And they're running tracks with what they're doing. Yeah. Anyone. If you go see Justin Bieber, they're all they're using tracks. Taylor Swift tracks. U2 even. Right. Is playing playing on tracks. If you listen to uh, the tracks that U2 uses, they're just using like shakers and tambourines. And it's not much, but it's amazing how much just a tambourine track, especially a tambourine that's in time, <laughs> will just kind of lift a song. And yeah, they're everywhere. It's it's Christian music. It's non-Christian music. If you go see Hillsong or Chris Tomlin or Elevation, they're all using tracks. And so if, if you've ever wondered, oh my gosh, how is this band of four people or five people <laughs> sounding so massive, like huge? They have this full, massive sound. How do they do that? Well, the trick, the secret sauce that a lot of people maybe don't know is that that computer sitting up on stage back by the drummer is running tracks, backing tracks. And a lot of times people are like, well, that's cheating. You know, like <laughs> you're not even playing your instrument. Like it's just kind of like you're singing along to a karaoke track. But it really is a frame of mind. Like I never see it as cheating because it's not like I'm pretending to play acoustic guitar, but there's really, there's just an acoustic guitar track right. playing, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, basically the idea is you don't use tracks for instruments you really have. Like if I have a drummer, I'm not using a drum track, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm not like pretending to play an instrument that I'm not actually playing. It's not like a, you know, a lip sync kind of thing. Um, but you use tracks for instruments you don't have. And so I really see it as another instrument in your band. Your computer is another instrument, another person, so to speak, in your band. That's just adding elements that you don't have to help your sound sound huge. Well, I think there's a that's a real key point that you make is that you're not actually trying to replace the people that you have. I think sometimes like, what? You got an electric guitar track in there? Like, what am I doing here? And it's like, well, but that's because, I mean, part of the reason why I have a job is because we take these, you know, songs and we break down, we look at all the tracks and, and all the stems and everything. And we go, okay, if I'm just a solo electric guitar player, what do I do for this song? And so we work and we like, that's where all my time goes. The actual time of shooting videos and everything, very little compared to the amount of time I spend arranging, yeah. you know, and I see on these songs how there, there are these six or seven electric guitars on almost every song. And sometimes those are these kind of real quiet, just, you can barely even tell it's a guitar. It's this like ambient part, but it just kind of fills in space, right? That is yeah. being filled and working across the frequency spectrum is what makes things sound full, right? Yeah. It's just little stuff adds a huge difference, but you know, you kind of said it right. And the thing, the area where this usually does go wrong is when a worship leader starts using like a track for an instrument that they already have in the band. <laughs> and then, that's a that's a very fast way to really discourage the person in your band who's playing. So, like, for example, if you're a worship leader, you show up with a piano track, but there's somebody on stage actually playing piano. Typically, the complaint where we hear of, like, oh, it's cheating, it's, you know, you're playing to a backing track, it's coming from that piano player because they feel like they're being replaced. Right. And that's definitely the wrong way to use tracks. You should never use a track for an instrument you already have because that for sure would make the person not feel great. But also it's just... Needless, it would clash. You would have two piano players playing against each other 
it's not going to sound great. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's funny because I think a lot of times people think of, oh, like tracks are for the big churches, right? They want to yeah. have these things, but you actually specifically pointed out the small church that doesn't have yeah, all, all the bells and whistles and all the different players. I mean, I've, I've said before on this podcast, like right now I know in my own church, like as a worship pastor, we've had so much change over the, over the pandemic time. Like just we've lot like yeah. people have moved, people have taken other jobs, people like my team is, is I'm rebuilt. Yeah. It almost, I'm almost rebuilding it from the ground up, you know, and being able to have some things that kind of fill in those spaces. And, you know, it's those kind of going back to those little things, those little sounds that kind of fill in that space, those ambient things. Now I always joke because in worship music, it seems like every song has a pad and has a little guitar, like up high playing the little butterflies and yeah. whale sounds. But the, but what that actually does is it allows you freedom as the player to not have to fill that space, right? It yeah. kind of fills that space for you. And all of a sudden now I'm not playing over silence. I'm playing over something that kind of allows me to rest in the song a little bit and just creates a lot more, a lot more opportunity in the way totally. that we approach it. So I think these tracks are even really designed for small churches. Mm -hmm. I think tracks are an amazing tool for small churches. And that's actually why we started loop communities. Cause I came from church plants. My dad was a pastor. We, like planted little teeny churches and we had barely any money. We had no musicians and it's amazing how much a track will help fill out the sound. I'm actually leading worship in a couple of weeks at a new church plant uh, near where I live. And they have like maybe 50 people come into the church, maybe more, um, but they don't have any worship band. It's just like a worship leader on a guitar and I'm leading worship and I'm going to use enhancement tracks which are a type of track we have at loop community which are just they're not real instruments it's more of like electronic elements mm -hmm. um so like just like a kick drum uh maybe like a light dulcimer arpeggiator kind of thing maybe a light shaker like i'm not you'd also don't want to over overuse it because it could start sounding really weird yeah but you can use these just little elements to just add a little bit of energy because sometimes it can it can feel so dead. You know, you've got this room of like 100 people, just a guy on an acoustic guitar. You could use some tracks just to help add some sort of life to it. Well, and if you're used to playing, you know, by yourself, you know, a lot of a lot of folks mostly play at home, you know, and and uh, if you're used to playing by yourself, and you don't record or anything. You don't realize the massive difference that having yeah. a little bit of a drum loop can make or having like things just a that, little, I'm going to, you know, I'm an acoustic guitar player. I'm always like, I can just leave this on my own. I totally can yeah. have the ability to do that. Um, but it does like, it does make a difference when you have these other elements that you can then play off of. So, yeah. so in the, so how do you then stay flexible? I think a lot of times we think about tracks as like, well, if I do this, like I'm just on the train now, I start the button and now I have to play and the song is going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And what about me is, you know, I like to, you know, play a little bit in the middle of this. You know, I might double my, my, I'm notorious to my team for just being like, oh, we're just going to do that bridge again. Now just follow me. We're going to go do this again. Do they, do they offer, how do you stay flexible yeah. while working with these other elements? That's the amazing thing about using tracks in 2022 is that there was a day when you couldn't be flexible. Like you, it was just press play and hang on. <laughs> now you can be totally flexible where instead of you playing with the tracks, the tracks play with you. Mm -hmm. Like instead of you being controlled by the track, you control the track. 
Hmm. And the way you can do that, um, you know, one way is we have an app at Loop Community that we developed for iPhone, iPad, Mac called Loop Community Prime. And it is a very simple app for running tracks. And you can customize, you know, what instruments you want. You can change the key, the tempo. But another thing you can do with that app is you can be very spontaneous with it. So let's just say you're playing the chorus. You can actually press a button that's called repeat. And <laughs> like it sounds, it will repeat <laughs> that section of the song. So it'll actually go back and play the chorus again when you're finished playing the chorus. If you press it again, it'll repeat again. So you could do the chorus, you know, five times if you wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and you can be completely spontaneous in that way. With the app, you can also jump to different sections of a song. So let's just say you're in the chorus and you're like, you know what? After this chorus, I really want to go back to the first verse. So you can tap on the verse. And when you get to the end of the chorus, it's going to jump to the verse. And the tracks are going to follow you. So it's completely customizable now. And you can be spontaneous in the moment. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you right now, that is giving me a massive amount of anxiety. Thinking about playing <laughs> yeah. my guitar and reaching yeah. out and pressing buttons. So, uh -huh. um, do you reckon? Do you recommend having somebody in your band that's kind of like more like a music director, kind of in charge of the tracks? Do you imagine the worship leader is the one doing it? Is there any way for them to do it with their feet? Like, it's yeah. What's kind of what, what do you think is kind of best question. practices? It's such a good question, and it really is dependent on the worship leader. So. For me personally, as a worship leader, I want to control the track. Like I want to be the person who does press that button mm -hmm. because what I don't, what I don't want to have happen, I don't know, maybe this is because I'm a control freak or something, <laughs> but what I don't want to have happen is me try to signal to the band director, like, oh, I'm really wanting to redo this chorus. And so I'm thinking, okay, we're going to do it. And then they didn't trigger the track because they maybe didn't understand my signal. And I go into the chorus, but the track doesn't. That gives I would me hate even way more anxiety. That <laughs> freaks me out. Because right. how embarrassing, I mean, how bad would that be? Like, you go to the chorus because you think that you gave the signal, but they didn't understand the signal, and so they didn't do it. So I prefer to have the control over that. Now, I know there are some churches who they have music directors who just kind of take care of that. Like, mm -hmm. they don't, I don't even know if the worship leaders have a say on where they're going. I think it's the music director that has the say. And in that case, yeah, you could have the music director back in the back running the tracks. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. But let's just say you're you're like me. And you're the worship leader who wants to control the track. What I would do is um, use a foot controller. So my feet aren't typically doing much during worship. And what you could do is press a button on a foot controller to signal a repeat button. So we have a foot controller at Loop Community called Looptimus. We have a big one that has a bunch of buttons on it. And then we have a little one that has three buttons on it. And that's what I would recommend if you're just getting started. Just the three button controller. And what you, what I would do is just map one of those buttons to be a repeat so that if you are in the moment, because I do think that most worship leaders, when they're being spontaneous, they really just want to repeat the section they're in. Like, hey, let's just do that bridge again. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the bridge and you want to repeat it, you just press the button with your foot and it does not take that much thinking. <laughs> right. But just press the button with your foot and then it's going to repeat the bridge. And then you know the job got done because you're the one that actually did it. And, and you, you know have to that's do that weird. in time, right? Like you know it's coming up. You just hit it. You don't have to be like yeah. three, two, one now. Like it's yeah. You don't have to do it in time at all. As long as you do it before the end of the current section you're in, you're fine. 
So if you know you're going to do it, if you know you're going to repeat the bridge, then go ahead and just press it any time during the bridge, and it'll repeat it when you're done singing the bridge. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's cool is that the click and the cues, so there's a metronome you're playing along with. That's like one, two, mm -hmm. three, four. But there's also cues or band guides that are guiding you through the song that say things like chorus, two, three, four, to let everybody in the band know exactly where they are. Mm -hmm. What's really cool is that when you press that repeat button, the app dynamically updates those cues to let everybody know where you're going next. So if you're repeating it, it knows to then say chorus two, three, four. So everybody in the band also knows exactly what's happening. It's funny, it's kind of harder to explain than it is to like, when you hear it and you see it, you're, it totally makes sense. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a lot easier than it sounds. Well, I love that you have Looptimus and then you also have Prime. So you have like Looptimus Prime. I know. And you know what? Not many people actually put those two things together. <laughs> I did funny. right away. It was fantastic. I was like, I, was like, I, I know. like that. I like that a lot. I would say like one out of 10 people will actually like put that together. <laughs> well done, sir. I appreciate you recognizing that. Well, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because it, it's funny. I think that I think maybe it might have been the very first podcast we ever did. So we're at like episode 160 or something now. I don't know where we're at. I think the very first one was like a discussion about tracks. Yeah. And, you know, I very much came from a place of, of being like, ah, you know, I, nah, nah, I don't, it's just, it's, it's, it complicates things. I want the freedom. I want to be able to do all these different things. And, but it's, it's interesting as, as time has progressed and also having a band that's depending on, me to let them know what's going on and to know that like, you know, we use, we use proclaim at my church, we use proclaim uh, presentation software and you kind of, you know, I, I had to grab, like I said, I'm, I'm like patching everything right now. I'm just like, okay, I don't have anybody to do the slides today. Uh, you, can you do it? But in order to do that, right. Then I have to have it laid out in a way that this, you know, this middle school girl can just hit the arrow button at the yeah. time when it's, when it's supposed to. And so having those, that flexibility and having those guys, I used to be like, I don't want a guide in my ear. I don't want, you know, I, I you know, I'm an, I'm an old school. I used to like to play in jam bands, you know, <laughs> so yeah, just like, yeah. no, we just feel it until we don't. But it's yeah. also funny. I think it's interesting how you mentioned, you know, usually what you want to do is repeat. Like yeah. in my brain, I'm doing all these very interesting, different things, but ultimately it's like, Oh, we're going to do a quiet repetition now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, and when you start mapping what you actually do, you realize you actually do things very similar along the way. Totally. And so, so when worship artistry, when we, when our guy, my, my, it was all my teachers going, why we're already recording these. Why aren't we making, why aren't we making stem tracks for people? And I was like, well, I don't, all right, well, let's kind of dive back into it and see, you know, see where there's value and see if we can do that. Like this, does anybody want that? The answer is yes, apparently. And, uh, but it is just amazing thinking about it more from that small per church perspective rather than I always had that picture of like, Big Oh, you church. have to be super high tech, super high tech. That's where, that's where it matters. And it does add, uh, a sense of creativity. Like I think a lot of times we look at it as it's being limiting, but mm -hmm. it really adds more creativity. I think it kind of freshens songs that maybe you've done a million times. Well, now we'll do it with this track. Let's try and do it with this yeah. one. It just fills those things out. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And if you're playing to a click already, then adding in a track is not a big deal. Right. Most churches are playing. Well, I don't know if most churches actually are. Um, a lot of it's definitely becoming more and more popular that churches are playing to a click track. 
I will say that anybody listening to this, the number one thing you could do, I think, to really enhance the sound and togetherness of your band is just to start playing with a metronome. Mm. You don't even need to use tracks. Just download a free metronome app in the App Store. Um, you Actually, our app, you could download our app for free <laughs> and make a metronome in it and make, make click tracks. That Just staying to a consistent tempo will raise the quality of your band. Um, just because then people aren't speeding up and slowing down mm. and clashing with each other. It's just everybody's on the same page, on the same beat <laughs> together. And that is kind of an important thing for music. Right. And uh, so, yeah, I highly recommend that. But if once, you're th- once you have a click, you could add in a track super easy. Right. Um, and it's funny you say, you know, I've never... Th- it's interesting because tracks really are for smaller churches because when you think about like a song that ha- maybe comes with like 10 tracks and what I mean by that, it's like bass, drums, electric lead, electric rhythm, shaker, piano, pad. The bigger church you are, meaning probably more likely you have a bigger band, more resources, mm-hmm. the fewer of those actual tracks and stems you use. Right. The smaller church you are, the more of those tracks you use, <laughs> um, which is very, very interesting. But, and, you, and you guys do a great job of, I feel like, simplifying the track. You know, you'll combine like rhythm guitars and like that that yeah. sort of thing. It it feels like your website, what you've done with Loop Community, is a it's it's a very like clean interface, and it's easy to figure out. Okay, this is what I need, and this is I can grab these yeah. and put them in the app, and the whole deal. Who? So, I, I love the fact that your company is Loop Community. Who like because it's community, right? So who are actually making the tracks? So yeah. You have like. You'll have one song, but you'll have yeah, 10 different creators on that song. So yeah. like what, what, how does, how does that play out? If I show up and I go, I mean, obviously we're like, go to follow worship artistry because you'll get our tracks mm-hmm. and all the things that you're practicing along with. And you'll actually have a band that's exactly like the one you've been practicing along with, but there's also so many other ones. So who's, yeah. How do you Where are the tracks coming from? Yeah. Yeah. So let me answer that question by starting by just basically what does our name even mean? Mm. So Loop, we started Loop Community, you know, probably 12 years ago. 12 years ago, the word for what we've been talking about in this entire podcast was Loop. Mm-hmm. That was the right. word that worship leaders used. It was like, hey, like if, if I walked into a church and the sound guy was like, hey, are you playing with loops? Well, that meant like tracks. Right. So loops. So there's the same, there's a word for like the same thing. It's loops, tracks, backing tracks, stems, multi-tracks. All of those words kind of mean the same thing. It's just tracks. 12 years ago, people called them loops all the time. (laughs) So that's why it's called loop, right? Loop. And then community was that we wanted to be a website where worship leaders could go and upload and sell the tracks that they made. So if you're a worship leader... Jason, mm-hmm. right? And you make, let's just say you record a track for What a Beautiful Name in your church studio. You can actually upload that to Loop Community and sell it and share it with other worship leaders all over the world. So I really wanted it to be a community of worship leaders who are uploading and sharing tracks with each other. So it's Loop Community. And so most of our tracks, we've got, gosh, 20,000 of them that are made by worship leaders from all over the world. Worship leaders make their own track, they upload it and share it. And it's kind of cool because you get different flair, you know, you kind of get different feels of songs, you know, yet mm-hmm. we have probably 20 different tracks for This Is Amazing Grace and they all kind of have a little bit of a different feel to them, uh, which is kind of fun. 
but that so we sell community tracks but we also sell tracks from the record labels mm -hmm. so and we call those master tracks and so that's for people who want the original tracks from the album so if you want the original tracks from phil wickham or from bethel then we have those as well and what's really exciting actually i don't know if you've noticed this but in the past month we've started releasing a bunch of new master tracks mm -hmm. we signed a deal with maverick city recently with bethel music and a couple weeks ago we got hillsong so nice. we've been posting all of Hillsong United, Hillsong Worship. And uh, we've got a lot of more master tracks coming soon, which is really exciting. That's awesome, man. So it's so cool. I, wa I want to uh, I want to jump to two things real quick. One is, so in terms of licensing, I know a lot of churches are, you know, can I show this video clip? Can I do this? What? Yeah. How does it work for them? Do they have to get any kind of license or anything if they want to do a track? How's, how, how does that work? They don't need anything additional other than their normal CCLI license. So most churches who are actually leading, who are doing worship at their church have a CCLI license. Mm -hmm. So you need that, but you need that regardless of whether you're using Loop Community or not. Right. Um, but if you buy a track from us, you are licensed by, from us to use that track in your church service. Mm -hmm. Um, as long as you have a CCLI license, which most churches already do anyway. So, um, but as far as like the track itself, yeah, you don't need anything else additional. You just buy the track from us and you're good to go. We try to make it really easy. Very cool. You do it. Now, what awesome. is wild? Oh, go ahead. Well, no, what is interesting? I do want to say this though, because what is, has been interesting is that with COVID, you know, a lot of churches went online mm -hmm. and there needed to be a way for churches to be able to stream tracks mm -hmm. and worship music on Facebook and YouTube or whatever you're, wherever you're doing your live service. And so um, we don't have anything for that, but CCLI released a streaming license that you can kind of add on to your already, your, your CCLI license that you already have. And that will let you um, stream tracks on YouTube, Facebook, or wherever. Very cool. Well, I, I, I love that you talked about CCLI and I wanna go back to the whole idea of community. Because you have, uh, I mean, you've really been the, the lead voice in bringing the, this whole worship innovators community together. Um, you know, we're involved, CCLI is involved, uh, you know, Brian Wall, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of guys um, that you have gathered. And so I'd, I'd love to just hear where that idea came from for you and, 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 and what you see for the future of, of the worship innovators. Yeah. Worship innovators came from an idea of, you know, as a business owner, I was also kind of feeling almost a little lonely in the industry and mm -hmm. thinking like, you know what, there's a lot of other companies out there that are doing really cool things, resourcing worship leaders. And some of them are even competitors, you know, like it's, we're actually in the same space. But I thought, you know, from a Christian business per, uh, perspective, like we might be competitors, but we're also in it for the same reason. Like we're in it for the same vision and to help resource the church and help worship leaders. And so I thought, you know, we're all kind of climbing a lot of the same mountains, maybe facing a lot of the same obstacles, um, maybe having a lot of the same struggles. And I thought it would be cool if all these companies actually worked together in some way and build some sort of relationship, build bridges in between these companies rather than walls. And that's what I wanted to do with Worship Innovators. I thought, you know, let's get all these companies talking with each other and helping each other, doing cross-marketing with each other, or doing 
promotions with each other or here I am on your podcast, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, we need to get you on our podcast. Actually, I think you are on our podcast. <laughs> I believe so. So, but things like that. I mean, we've done things with Sunday Sounds and it's been cool to kind of watch people do things with each other. I know we've got praise charts involved in that as well. And it's been cool to just watch more of this open hand mentality, you know, of like, there's plenty of room at the table for everybody. Like no one is worried about this like scarcity of like, oh, this is my business and these are my customers. I can't let you have them. It's more of this open hand mentality. And I've seen that with Worship Innovators, which has been really cool. And that's the heart behind it. But then we took it a step further. We were like, you know, we've got all these companies who are creating really innovative very unique tools for worship leaders. What if we provided practical training for worship leaders? You know, we've got all these companies who are experts in their field. What if we got them all together and hosted a conference? And so that's where the Worship Innovators Conference came from, where let's do a practical conference on technology, on training for worship leaders. So we've done two conferences. Unfortunately, we were gonna do them in person, <laughs> but then COVID hit. <laughs> which is funny because we, I mean, we planned yeah, we planned the whole thing to be in person. We had a ton of tickets sold, ready to go, and then COVID happened, so we had to pivot and go online. Um, but we're actually planning on doing an in-person conference this coming fall, which is going to be really great. But we do this conference where we just get hundreds of worship leaders together from all over, all over the world, literally, and learn from all of these innovator companies, praise charts, you know, worship artistry, Song Select, CCLI, Worship Tutorials, Worship Leaders Collective. I mean, it goes on and on. There's a long, long list. But, and it's just like, you know, this isn't a, uh, it's more of a practical training conference. Mm -hmm. And so how do you use tracks? How do you use lighting? How do you use chord charts? How do you write your own chord charts? How do you, uh, you know, tips for teaching your worship band uh, the parts to songs? Mm -hmm. How to run better rehearsals? All sorts of practical, practical training. So, that's actually coming up this fall. So if you guys want to check that out or even rewatch one of our old ones, go to worshipinnovators.com. Yeah, they I'll tell you what, the the online conferences, we did two of them. And yeah. they are A, I couldn't believe just what a joy they are. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised too. I, you know, cuz I, you know, I'll be I usually I'm sitting in front of a, I'm sitting in front of a camera and I can edit myself and I make my lessons and I can fix all those things, yeah. <laughs> all the mistakes I make or whatever. Um, and so sometimes being in a live environment, you know, yeah. that's, it's, it's stretching for me, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, okay, this isn't just me leading worship. This is something different and I have to make sure I know what I'm doing and get all ADD yeah. about it and, you know, trying to figure it out. But, but I couldn't get over just a, how much I enjoyed being in the breakout sessions. Um, both, both leading my own and just seeing people all over the world. And then at the same time, also joining other ones and like the group of people that you have assembled, you know, I, I've been in the, yeah, we've been doing worship artistry for, it's been about 10 years and it's, you know, you run into a lot of different kind of people and different motivations and all those kinds of things. And you have really, I remember the first time you took, called me and talked to me about innovators and how, like, I was like, well, I want to make sure that like, we're, we're getting, we're getting the, we're getting the people that are like, want to just get under the kingdom of God and lift it up, lift it up. Like that's, yeah. that's what I am aiming for. And it's, yeah. 
And it's been just amazing to get to know everybody and their heart. And it's so encouraging. Like you said, it's people who are like sometimes competing in spaces and they're still finding ways to work together. And well, Hey, we can, we have this thing. Why don't we, why don't we do this together? And why it's, it's just such a beautiful picture of the body of Christ working to serve the church. And it's so obvious. And then the innovators conference just kind of brings that together, brings all those people together and you get to, you just get to know all these people that are behind all the stuff that you're using. Yeah. And really hear, And it's also interesting to hear, you know, where, you know, it was, it was great to hear where planning center came from, you know, yeah. it, it was like yeah. just talking about like, I just never wanted this terrible thing to happen again. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. it's just a, it's just such an amazing community that you've built and I, you know, it's a privilege to be a part of it. And it's, it's always, it's always a joy to, to connect with everybody yeah. and connect with what you're doing. I think what's been really cool to watch too is that it has kind of become a magnet for people who do have that heart. Mm-hmm. The people in the industry and running companies who actually really do have that heart of like, hey, you know, we're in this together. You know, we're stronger together. We want to help, you know, that all boats rise, mm-hmm. you know. This has become a magnet for those people. And they've come to it and they've been really involved and really interested and I just think that's really cool. And so I'm excited about this coming conference. I was surprised how, you know, it was hard moving from in-person to online. That was a really hard decision. Yeah. Cause we almost just canceled it all together. Like, Hey, let's just not even do it at all. But doing it online, I was actually surprised how engaged people were, how much people walked away from it really feeling connected. That was actually one of the main things we heard is that they felt like connected, which is mm-hmm. weird when you think about it, that we were actually online doing it. Right. So how much better will it be in person? I think it's going to be killer when we do it in person. Oh. So, I mean, one of my, one of the highlights for me was on the last one. Uh, cause we, you guys, you, we actually did like pre-recorded worship sets. And so, but it's, it was so amazing to just, you got this video playing, but instead of pinning it to the top and everybody just looking at this video of us all synced together yeah. playing, which was cool. I couldn't get over how great that sounded. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you guys are good at like syncing things together with tracks and that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty good at that. But just seeing, you know, you led worship, you know, Jenny McGrew yeah. led worship. Um, you know, we had some of our teachers lead worship and then getting to actually see the gallery view. And I mean, dude, that there was like one, there was a, a, a it was down south somewhere, but it was like a school. They had clearly like the whole class was there. Yeah. And they were just going for it. And it was just the, yeah. I mean, I was like, welling up with tears like here i am with all these people i'm sitting in my office worshiping with these people all over the world and we're all we're all here for the same thing it's 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 ridiculously amazing yeah (laughs) so i know hey if you're if you're around in the fall yep let's let's go hang out at word innovators together it'll be good we're gonna do it it's gonna be awesome you can also rewatch those conferences if you want just go to worship innovators and you can grab it and those you those worship videos you're talking about those are on our youtube channel oh fantastic so um but man, I'm glad that you have you a part of that. Oh, it's a, it's a gift. It's a, it really is a privilege. It's, you know, I think when you're, you know, you just have been spending so much time thinking about stewarding what we've been given, you know, and it's yeah. like, I just want to give it back to God. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. I want to push the kingdom forward. And it's, yeah. it's awesome to not feel alone in that. Yeah. Right. Well, Matt, man, I could, I could talk with you about innovators forever too. So, uh, you are a wealth of wisdom. We'll just have to have you back again, but, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and hanging out and, uh, thanks for having me, man. 
and head over head over to Loop Community. Try out Tracks. That app you guys made is incredible. You know, I may be biased, but I do think <laughs> that it is the best and easiest way to use Tracks. I've been running Tracks. This makes me sound very old, but I've been running Tracks for 20 years. And it's actually hard to even believe Tracks have been around that long. Right. <laughs> but That doesn't even get I, us back into the 90s, though, man. I know. That's yeah, how that's far true. along we are. That's true, yeah. And back then, like using tracks was really kind of complicated, mm -hmm. honestly. And that was my heart of starting Loop Community too. of like, you know what? I have seen personally how much this has helped my ministry. Mm -hmm. And I want every church to be able to do this. But what I saw was that a lot of churches weren't doing it because it was so complicated. People were saying like, hey, I just want to focus on leading worship. I don't want to focus on a computer and controllers and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? That problem needs to be solved. This complicated thing of tracks needs to be made easier. Mm -hmm. And so every product that we've developed at Loop Community has been with that in mind of how do we make a complicated thing easy? Mm -hmm. And so our app, Prime, which we released in 2000, I think it was 2014, was, you know, at the time, people, a lot of worship leaders were using software called Ableton Live, which is not even meant for worship leaders. It's music software that's it's great, powerful, awesome music software. But worship leaders kind of figured out how to make it work for what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Worship leaders were probably using 10% of what that software can actually do and was <laughs> built for. It's built for DJs. It's like and clubs Photoshop. remixing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It was just overkill for most worship leaders. And so what we thought, we're like, you know what? Let's take all the features a worship leader uses in Ableton Live and let's take those features and just put them into an app that works on an iPad that anybody can use. And it just gives the worship leader what they need. They need the ability to build a set list, change the key, change the tempo on the fly, change the arrangement of the song, adjust the volume of what instruments they want. And that's it. And, uh, Honestly, I've completely moved to using our app whenever I lead worship, not just because I want to test it and use it, uh, but because it really has made my life easier mm -hmm. as a worship leader. So it's hard to say that without sending like a total commercial, but I really do believe in it. <laughs> well, it's, um, it's free. And it is free. So you know what? Only one it's way a free app, it. and then you buy the songs to use in it. Right, there you go. So, um, and I wish I had a promo code for you. Because I would say, hey, everybody wants to try. Actually, let's just make up a promo code, all right? Yep. So anybody listening to this podcast, if they want to get a uh, free, uh, actually, well, I think the only the easier way to do it would be like $20 off, which would be basically a free track. Mm. $20 off a track. Use the code. Uh, how about code Jason <laughs> Rocks? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I want I want I want to see that code get used. That sounds okay. awesome. All right. So use all caps, one word, Jason Rocks <laughs> for twenty dollars off. And that'll basically give you a free track. And you can just try it. Get our app, it's free, and then use that code, get a song that you want, and just give it a shot. I think that like once you do it, you'll be like, Why have I not done this before? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's incredible. I mean, you can change you know, one of the things we always get, right, is people want to change the keys when they're yeah. practicing along. Cause you know, we teach songs in the master recording. And so you're kind of yeah. working off of that, but you guys can easily do that with the tracks. You just hit drop a button it down or yeah, it's, it you sounds can incredible. Ta just tap a button and it changes it. 
in in time, real and time. You, and you can practice all your worship artistry parts along with it and see how it actually fits. Yeah, so. that's a good point. And actually, we have worship artistry tracks. Yep. The simplified. Uh, what do you call them again? Simplified. We did. We did that. We did the simplified Christmas carols, and then yeah, we also. Okay. So we we did those. Those were all our original arrangements, and then we also did. We've also been essentially. So when we've put together a song at this point, you know, we have all these teachers in different places and we arrange it with this five piece yeah. arrangement. But we were like, you know what? We're already doing this. Why don't we just make sure that we record these really well and then yeah. put them together? And that's one thing actually I wanted to say about you guys too, was is you guys have been really helpful with helping us make that transition. And also, you know, obviously there's bound to be mistakes here and there. And you guys always catch those. You're like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Actually this one vocal is, is a little bit off right here. You know, fix that or yeah. hey it sounded like that one note was out of tune send us a send us a fix for that you know like that kind of a thing and so it's always great stuff so it's been super fun yeah. it's it's way more fun for me to really feel like at the end we have a rec like an album worthy recording for people to learn off of and so loop community is a big part of that too so that's awesome man All well right. we appreciate you guys man love your tracks love what you guys are doing well it's great always... resources for worship leaders same thing to you. Wow, what a great conversation you had. It was a great conversation. That's awesome. Tell me more about Worship Innovators. Okay, so Worship Innovators really came about a couple of years ago. Um, Matt really had, he reached out to me out of nowhere and was just like, hey, you know, we're trying to gather um, like-minded businesses, people who are, um, who really care about the kingdom mm -hmm. and care more about equipping the church than they do about owning all the business for themselves. And uh, I was like, yeah, sign me up. Because I have to say, like, just from a heart standpoint, I very much look at worship artistry and what we do as like kingdom ministry. Yeah, totally. Like, that is what it's for. We are servants. And like, how do we do that? Everything we do is to try and advance that ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could give it away free, I would. But, you know, we've got to pay bills. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so, you know, I got together with him and it's been amazing because, I mean, Worship tutorials, Brian Wall, right? Like super fun because we've done a bunch of videos Great together. <laughs> and yeah, and people are like, I thought you guys like were like enemies. <laughs> Never. Like, well, no, no. Friends. Why, why would we be enemies? Like, like, no, we're trying to, I'm trying to teach guitar. Brian's teaching guitar. Yeah. Great. We've had him on the podcast. He's amazing. Um, you know, Praise Charts, Ryan Dahl over at Praise Charts. Amazing. Uh, on song. I'm not going to say everybody who's on this because I'm going to, there's too many. There's so many great people. Uh, all the guys from CCLI and Song Select. Uh, it is, it is a group of people who are in some ways like competing, but it's like, well, the table's just big enough for everybody, Yep. you know? And so how do we just bring more people to the table? Yep. And I think having that perspective is such a life-giving thing and so unusual in business. You know, I've heard so many times like, well, you know, there's right and there's wrong, but this is business. <laughs> and it's like, if I can't do business with my values as a, as a follower of Christ, yeah. then I don't want to do business, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's an amazing group of people. And then we're going to get all those people together and go do the an in-person Worship Innovators Conference, which is on October 10th and 11th. It's going to be in Chicago. You can check it out at worshipinnovators.com. You can go get your tickets. Um, all those people are going to be there. And it's, it's very intentional about getting time to actually hang out. There's equipping times. And then also the point is to be able to connect with people and learn from each other and uh, learn how to serve our people better with the technology that we use, um, as well as just overall 
heart and mission and all that kind of stuff. It is going to be a great time. The right. online ones were unreal. Right. It has only been online yes. the last few times. There was, okay. So I got to tell you this. <laughs> so when COVID first happened, we had the event was going to be planned in June. We'd already sold tickets. We'd already like, it was going mm-hmm. right. And, uh, and we, Matt's like, Hey, we need to all get together and talk. And we get on the call and everybody's there and we're all expecting Matt to say, so we're going to cancel the conference because we're not even allowed to leave Obviously, our houses everything now. Everything right? is being canceled. <laughs> and Matt just like, just starts talking about, so on Monday, it's going to be this on Tuesday. He's like reading through that something. And finally, I think it's Ryan Dahl was like, uh, Matt, can we maybe talk about the elephant in the room? <laughs> First, maybe ask if we should do this. And he was like, yeah, I was, I was getting to that. <laughs> Oh, 2020. <laughs> yes, yes. It's over. It's gone. Yeah, it's it's gone. in the rear view. It's yep. in the rear view. So, um, man, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't it wait. Yeah, amazing. Uh, my wife is going to go with me, which she's pumped about because she loves Chicago. I've never been except for being stuck in the airport many times. Um, so it'll be cool to check out the city and hang out and meet all these amazing people. And we hope you go check it out as well. You can go to worshipinnovators.com to uh, get your tickets. Get it on the calendar. It's going to be it's going to be better than you think it's going to be. It's yeah. going to be awesome. It'll be really fun. If you want to use our worship technology, you can go to worshipartistry.com and get a free trial for 21 days and access over 600 different worship lessons uh, and song tutorials and so much good stuff that'll help you every Sunday. That number feels so big to me. It's sometimes, huge. Sometimes when I step back and go like, so I did 600 lessons and I really did 1,200 because I did acoustic guitar and oh, electric crazy. guitar for both. So yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot of content there, but we also have bass, drums, keys, vocals. Vocals are like going gangbusters right now. It's crazy how many new vocal lessons we have. And and if you don't want to do that, you can always just head over to iTunes or wherever you get your uh, podcasts and give us a review. That's always super helpful. We love to just get the word out about what we're doing and have conversations about this stuff with people on your team. You know, part of this podcast is to help you Start conversations with your worship leaders, start it with your team members, and have something to talk about. So pass it around.